stars live here. Are you ready? On air. Online. On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. Broadcasting from Montreal and around the world. The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Our next guest is a legendary member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's be honest here, Traffic, one of the greatest bands of all time. The 2024 tour plans have been announced, and, well, the Traffic Jam Tour is going to be kicking off on February 29th in Florida, running all the way through to San Antonio, Texas, on April 13th. you got to take it down at Ticketmaster.com. Along the way, I mean, you're going to be on stage with Pat Travers, The Outlaws, Jefferson Starship. Just had Mickey, Mickey Thomas from Starship on the show not long ago. Such a nice guy. Uh, welcome to the show for the first time, the one, the only, the icon, the man, the face that runs the place, Dave Mason. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> Here we are in 2024. Is it crazy? Does it throw you off the fact that like, you're still out there, still on the road, still playing music, still having fun? It, um, no. I mean, I, it's, it's, I'm, as long as I can you know, stand there and do it, I guess I'll keep doing it. <laughs> well, that's the point, right? You know, at the end of the day, the you're... And it's great. You know, it's just it's a lot of fun. Is there such Traveling, thing... Traveling ain't so great at this age, but uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just gonna say, I mean, like, and at the end of the day, as a musician, I mean, like, do you ever really retire? I mean, like, that, that drive and passion is still there to want to perform live. Retire? What am I gonna do? Well, that's it. <laughs> I don't play golf. <laughs> I did, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, talk a little bit about this new single with Joe Bonamassa. I mean, like, of course, you're reimagining the uh, the big song, Dear Mr. Fantasy. How did that collaboration come about? And uh, talk a little bit about Joe. I mean, like, what a monster guitar player. Oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. The track, I, you know, I cut the track. God, 15 years ago. And so I, I've had the track uh, sitting around and... Um, and I've been doing it live on stage for a, a little while anyway. Uh, and then finally, I started to put together, which hopefully in some form or format will be coming out in the next few months, uh, mm. a blues album called A Shade of Blues. Oh, wow. So that track is one of the tracks on the album. And then there's another version of I've re, in a whole totally new way, I've redone more of a blues feel a uh, low spark of high heel boys that Joe's on with me. Wow. And then there's a track that I cut with him, um, a new song called use it or lose it that I cut with him 16 years ago. Wow. That I've never, it's, I've just been sitting on. So, right. They're just sitting. They're, on. All, they're all part of this, uh, of what it's, the album's called a shade of blues, mm-hmm. which will probably will be available at the website, Dave Mason music.com. Um, pretty soon, and for sure, it'll be on available on the road when we go out. Right, be able to pick up a CD, pick up a vinyl. We got vinyl too. Yeah, we got vinyl. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing how vinyl came back and just like took over everything. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, a little something to stand up against this digital nonsense. <laughs> yeah, are you not a fan of the digital stuff? I think it's a great tool, but I think it's been abused and misused, mm. and it's devastated our. Um, songwriters and writers. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the deals that were signed back in the day compared to these days. It's like, you know, you got your big advances, you got the record deal, you're actually getting paid. Now it's like, you know, it's it's almost like the, the music is an advertising tool for you to go out on the road and make money playing shows. It's 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 crazy how the industry is just completely flipped. Well, the artist always is, you know, is at the bottom of the uh, stack. <laughs> Which is amazing because... I mean, you're the attraction, right? Well, we're the ones that created the industry in the first place. Yeah. Without the artist, there is no industry. Without the music, there ain't no industry. It's so, but it's anyway, that's a whole that. other. That's a that's a that's a whole other show we could do 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 on that. So, <laughs> well, talk a little bit about that. I mean, like the music is incredibly important, as 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 you mentioned. I mean, like you know, a lot of people will say that you know the live show is important, but without the songs. Without the songwriting, without the musicianship, you don't have any of that. How important is songwriting to you? I mean, like you've written some of the greatest songs of all time. As an artist, is is the craft of crafting a good song, like, and it coming from idea to full fruition of the the final product? I mean, like, talk a little bit about that journey, and you know, I mean, like, is that the most important part of this? Well, as the old saying goes, it's the song, the song, the song. So, you know, you need the song and then the next part is the interpretation of the song. It can be done a lot, you know. Feeling All Right is a perfect example of it. I mean, the way I wrote it and originally did it is, you know, I should have done it like Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, and this, so the interpretation is important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, one guitarist will make something sound completely different. Or, I mean, like you, you put, you know, Charlie Watts on the kit and then you put Ringo and it's two totally different songs. Yeah, you know, it depends. It depends on how you approach it. But So, yeah, that's an example of it. So writing is, a, you know, songs without, you know, without the music. It's just, um, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be um, a boring world. Right. Of course, the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in was it like two thousand four or something? I think. I think. Before. And, yeah, twenty. And you guys were on the ballot. I mean, like you could have been nominated multiple times. Like, uh, why, like <laughs> I just interviewed uh, Rick Wills from Foreigner yesterday, and they finally got nominated after just being snubbed all these years. And I was like, "Are you shocked that it finally happened?" He's like, "You have no idea how offensive it's been for the last like ten years." <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's there again. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this tour, uh, Dave Mason's Traffic Jam, incredible show. Uh, what a lineup. You're doing a bunch of tour days kicking off February 29th in Tallahassee, Florida, running through Orlando. We're going, we're pretty much doing all of Florida at this point, going up to Memphis on March 30th. Uh, the soundstage at Graceland, which is a phenomenal venue. Have you ever played there? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've seen footage and video online, and I'm like, I need to go see a show there. Yeah, well, my, my wife... Is happy. She's a big Elvis fan. Right. I mean, he's the king, right? You're going to have to go check out the whole museum and everything. Uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Uh, you can pick up your tickets, of course, DaveMasonMusic.com. Uh, it's interesting just reading up and, like, you know, just being a fan and I, as a guitarist myself. I mean, like, you came up with contemporaries. I mean, like, you were surrounded by guys, you know, like Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton. And like, you know, the, the, the people that were really changing the face of guitar. How important was it for you as a musician to be around guys like that? 
Um, well, I, I think with anything, you know, it's important to, if you're going to be doing something, uh, whatever it is, whether it's guitar or God knows what, um, try and learn from the best, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, or what, you know, you personally feel, yeah. you, should, you know, so that was part of it. And, um, and also very easy at the time, you know, I'm English, so I, you know, I was London in the sixties was, I mean, everybody was in London. That's where you went. There was mm-hmm. one center in England and that was London. So everybody was there. Everybody was using a, a very finite number of studios, you know, pretty much always using the same engineers, the same. So everybody would cross paths again and again. Mm-hmm. And it's the, you know, the stuff I got to do with Hendrix and, um, and the Stones or, or George Harrison. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot more, um, it was somewhat of a small community, but all in one place. And it, <laughs> it must have been like a really, really inspiring time as well, because I mean, like you've got people performing at the top of their game at the highest level possible, but also doing things that weren't or being done that hadn't been done before as well. I mean, like you look at the way Hendrix changed the way guitars played. Uh, you, you look at Clapton and like the licks that he's written. I mean, like you never heard stuff before those guys came around. Um, yeah, no, they, they were, you know, Hendrix, especially, I mean, he was, there's a lot of great guitar players, but there ain't, there's no, uh, there's no more Hendrix. No, I mean, he's just very innovative. Um, you know, for the most part. So, yeah, I did just the fact that I got to do the recordings with him is amazing. Yeah. What was those, what was those experiences like? I mean, like being in the studio with him and like just seeing him play. I mean, like, well, what do you think? <laughs> it must it must have been ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit there and go, wow. <laughs> yeah. Does that does that sort of discourage you? You're like, oh, my God, I can't do I'm no, never gonna no, do this. No, no, it's, no. I mean, it's. It, you know, you just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm for, I'm the fact that I, he asked me, you know, to sit in with that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the patience and great and enormous patience. The intro to that, that to all on the watchtower took me about 11. Or so, it took me a shitload of takes to get the timing mm. on the, does that intro. Cause it turns around. So, Mm-hmm. And he sat there. He's just super patient with me. No, no, here like this. So yeah, he was cool. I mean, we hung out a few times, listened to records. Mm-hmm. Loved Albert King. Really? Oh yeah, that was his and mine too. We loved, Albert King was was it? What was it about Albert's music that you, you were just like, oh, this he's is- awesome, man. Well, listen to it. It's, yeah. it's you know. Very few, you know, not a lot of notes, but all of them in the right place. Well, that's the secret, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the feel, his stuff was just great. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because a lot of musicians today, it's like they just don't have that feel. They don't have that character in their playing that, you know, those guys had. I mean, like, even like, you listen to Joe Bonamas and the way he plays and the feel he has and the, the, the way he makes his guitar talk. It's like. You, you, oh, yeah. His, Joe's, Joe's one with his instrument. That's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I I read somewhere that Hendrix was like really, really like a really like kind of calm, chill 
sort of guy. But yeah. then when he got on stage, like he was like bombastic and like fire well, on the guitar, like well, too many. <laughs> you know, do you think that was kind of like the beauty behind the madness in a sense? I mean, like you know, when he got up on stage or put that guitar on, he was like a he was a different person. Oh yeah, that was great. You know, <laughs> it's too bad he had to go so quick. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, dear Mr. Fantasy, it's on all digital platforms. You can stream it now. And like you said, you're going to hopefully have some physical copies at, a, at the shows. And so this record, this blues record that you're working on, I mean, like you said, it's a combination of covers, reimagining some of the old classics. Well, there's some stuff. There's, there's some new stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's three. Well, there's, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of new stuff. For some other people, there's stuff on there that I've put out before, but you know, very few people heard it. Uh, so I remixed it, and it fits in the format. And they're great songs and great tracks. So I'm, you know, what the heck? I, you know, I'll put it back. I mean, put it back out there again. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe more people will hear it. So, you know, that's essentially what I've done with this. And then I got one. I got one. I th- I put one track on there that was just a just an impromptu. It was in between. It was a session. It was just we were just bucking around, um, and I didn't even have a vocal mic. It's the vocals being picked up by the acoustic guitar mic. Nice um, of a of a dust my blues of Elmore James dust my blues mm-hmm. is about as close to real blues as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, describe what, I mean, what does that mean? It's rough. It's rough. It's not. It's not a great rec- balanced recording, but it's just. It's got this feel. It's very cool. Listen, I mean, some of those old blues recordings sound phenomenal. Just one microphone. Yeah. Like you know, it really they captured the magic of the moment, and you know, it's, well, that's why I got this. It has its moment, so I just I got I have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you cut this stuff live off the floor with the band, or was there a lot of overdubs? You know, was the drummer in one place? You send the tracks. They were all, all different ways. Yeah. You didn't program the whole thing, did you? You had a real drummer. Yeah. Yeah. What about your guitar rig? What were you using? I use a Bradshaw rig. Oh wow! You like the refrigerator? No, no. <laughs> if you want a refrigerator, he'll make you one. Absolutely. No, mine's just a basic Bradshaw rig. A clean sound, a crunch sound, and a lead sound. That's it. So Bradshaw, I mean, like, what? Like, is it a Bradshaw amp, or is it like you're running like a? It builds the uh, the 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 footboard and the and the preamp. Right. Yeah, but you're not running like you know, like all kinds of choruses and delays and all these like extravagant effects. It's like I have delay, and I have I have some chorusing I use on on the, on the acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. In the mix or in the in built into the rig? It's built into the rig for my live stuff. Oh, okay, right. I was gonna say like, it, is it is it different your guitar? Oh, in the studio, I can do whatever I want. This tune. Well, 20, that's 20. it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so cool that you said you bring you bring a Bradshaw rig out on the road because it's like all the guys like you know Neil Sean and like Phil Collins or Def Leppard and like all these guys who had the big Bradshaw rigs back in the day. Like, oh my goodness, like my back would give out trying to lug those things around these days. Yeah, no, no, mine's <laughs> just a small. But, but, yeah. There's there's three pieces in it. 
Did it freak you out at some point, you know, in the 80s when all those big, like, you know, the Eddie Van Halens and George Lynch's were taking over the guitar scene? I mean, to go from, like, real organic sort of flashy but technical players like Hendrix and yourself and, you know, Clapton, it's like when Eddie Van Halen came around, it sort of changed things all over again, right? Well, Eddie was great. Really good guitar player. Loved the way he played. Um, I guess. Yes, you know, these kids, you know, they're kids. There's, you know, there's 14 year olds that are like, you know, when it comes to technique and and shredding, I mean, I'm like, go ahead, you know, that's I'm I'm not I'm not there. Right. And they're young, so you know, why not? They'll figure it out as they get older. <laughs> Drop a few notes here. <laughs> is the old saying less is more, right? Well, yeah, it depends. You know, space is important too. Mm-hmm. I it's funny. Uh, Spike Edney from the the keyboard player for Queen, he uh, he told me Freddie Mercury gave him the greatest lesson that he's ever gotten in the music industry, and he basically said, you know, Freddie came up to him one afternoon and said, "Do you know the three rules to rock and roll?" And he was like, "No, tell me." And he's like, "Dynamics, dynamics, fucking dynamics," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I'll never forget that." um this is great uh dave mason going out on the road and you got to pick up dear mr fantasy and uh hopefully you have the physical copies get the vinyl do the whole thing go see the shows you know run into him uh at the merch booth maybe he'll give you an autograph sign the copies and stuff do you do the whole meet and greets and stuff like that or i don't at the moment no i don't not this time of year um still too much flu and stuff going around oh my god so i don't but i do go out and sign at the end of the show Nice. Yeah, I'm sure fans love that. There's nothing like, you know, I remember I was backstage at a show and like, I think it was like Justin Bieber or something. And like these like little teenagers were getting him to sign the back of his the back of their phones. And I was like, they, wh- why don't they have a CD? Why don't they have a record to get signed? Like, it, it's it's fun. There's nothing like having a physical product of this, of the album. And, you know, I, I don't think that the physicalness is ever going to go away. They tried to do it, but. Well, hope not. You know, you got a whole generation of people who just coming up on what they politely call file sharing mm. you know or call stealing <laughs> well yeah it's it's, it's literally stealing <laughs> yeah that's what it is they're stealing our work so that's what's going on yeah so whether that can ever change who knows pandora is out of the box <laughs> absolutely and you know like they like i said you know you got to get the physical copy because you can't get your apple music or spotify autographed <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we don't sign any. Don't bring pieces of paper or panties or bras or cell phones <laughs> or dollar bills to sign. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, go check out Dave Mason's YouTube channel too. By the way, already over a hundred thousand views on uh, uh, Dear Mister Fantasy, the awesome animated video with Joe Bonamassa. By the way, but are you cool. a fan of are you a fan of animation or like like what was the idea behind that music video? Well, they his company put that together. Yeah, and uh, so that's cool. It's funny. I, the top comment on the video is uh, from this guy named Michael Grasso. He commented, "I have seen Dave Mason in concert 102 times. Dave Mason is one of the greatest musicians of all time, but sadly, one of the most underappreciated mus- musicians ever." Do you agree with that statement? <laughs> The classic humble shrug. I love it. <laughs> you know. 
DaveMasonMusic.com. Go and get all the tour dates and uh, pick up the album uh, when it comes out. This blues record is going to be fantastic. Appreciate you taking some time to chat today. And uh, best of luck out there on the road. Break a leg, as they say. And uh, say hi to Elvis when you play Graceland. Yeah, and also go check out the uh, website because you can. The book should be coming out in May. Oh, nice. Only, only you know and I know, which you can pre-order those that might feel inclined. So all those stories with Hendrix and Michael Jackson, McCartney, Harrison, you name them, are in there, plus my my journey, my journey up to 78 years. Wow. <laughs> How long did it take you to write the book? Uh, we've been, it's been, God, been nearly four years putting it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, put, there's a lot to getting clearances on stuff and, Going back and adding things. It was, oh shoot, I forgot to put that in. Right. Yeah. Is it was was it it must have been nice to go back and like, you know, think about all those stories and those memories and like, you know, stuff that you don't necessarily always think about. And then like you said, you're like, oh shit, like you know, that story or that tale or this actually happened. It must have been nice to go back and reflect on all those incredible moments in your career. Well, they're documented in the book. So you know. Yeah. Now we won't forget them. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully yeah. so go pre-order the book go pick up the record pick up the album go get your concert tickets it's it's a dave mason year he's gonna be on the road for like over a month and change you gotta go see all him day, all day <laughs> <laughs> i love that thanks so much for uh chatting appreciate it we'll uh we'll keep in touch thanks jeremy all right cheers bye-bye the Jeremy White Show. Get exclusive interviews and bonus content on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show.